say goodbye Yes, that'll be the day When you make me cry You say you're gonna leave You know it's a lie Cause that'll be the day When I die Hey everybody, Cable Smith, welcoming each and every one of you into episode 46 of Justified Pursuit. Alongside me, as always, my buddy, my, uh, well, he used to be my my elk hunting buddy, but he's bailed the last couple of years, but he's still my buddy, and we'll probably still go deer hunting this year. The good counselor, Chisholm Cook, how are you, my friend? I uh, was doing great. Until you decided to kick me in the taint a couple times there. <laughs> well, you can kick me back when we talk about the elk hunt. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I don't need to rub any salt in your wounds. Uh, mm. You had a exciting, but uh, I think it's fair to call it unsuccessful week in the, in the elk woods. Yeah, highly well, I, uh, unsuccessful. Five, six guys in camp, five guys shot, five bulls got shot, all archery. And not one of them was recovered. That's rough. All sorts of screw ups, you know, but I did was uh, a, uh, a ranging deal. I thought the bull was closer to 40 based off this tree. I'd range with the rangefinder, and he was closer to 30. So when that arrow hit him, I was like, the guy's like celebrating. It looked like a great shot. I'm like, yeah, it was a little higher than where I wanted it to be. Sure enough, found a little blood and I uh, can guarantee you that elk is off probably knee-deep in cow estrus right now i hope so yeah i hope he's getting it wet um i got to shoot some white wings last weekend so that was cool yeah yeah nice little limit on saturday white wings they were delicious yeah they're bigger than morning dove not all of them uh there were some pretty young birds i mean you know well but yeah clearly the some, some of them were some of them were yeah there were some adults mixed in but you know i picked up a couple of white wing that were smaller than an adult morning dove i was like what's the deal but yeah you know probably half of them were you know how we always do it we pluck them instead of just breasting them out and mm-hmm. um so that really gives you an idea of just how much bigger they are you know they kind of oh, yeah. like a thicker skin on them and a little bit of fat under that skin and i've started brining them i think i've told you that uh, brined them for about 30 minutes, then basted them in shiracha. Mm. At, uh, yeah, dude. And then grilled them. Oh, oh. Very nice. You wouldn't even believe it. They were so tasty. That's shiracha uh, on, on dove for some reason. Grilling with it. You could probably grill a lot of stuff with it. I bet you could just grill chicken and it would be awesome, but it's really good on doves. Uh, have you ever shot pigeons? <laughs> mm, in North shot- Texas, we get a lot of, you know, those resident, like urban pigeons that come yeah. into the fields dude people like say i'm not eating a pigeon my wife's one of those people they taste like a dove it's this they're in the same they're called really? their real name is rock dove hmm. that's what pigeons are called rock doves so i know that the family. french the french like to cook squaw which is squab, like, yeah squab yeah i think mm-hmm. they leave the b off in the pronunciation but that's how it's spelled well the, yeah. the british don't they call it squab yeah but they, yeah um that's a that's a yearling one-year-old flightless uh, pigeon meaning they keep it in a cage they don't let it fly uh they let it get super fat and those are supposed to be delicious um yeah generally they're considered kind of gamey but you know dove to your point is kind of gamey that's why again brine them brine them 30 minutes of brine no big deal do it it's awesome so this dove pair and i I talked about this on my other show with our texas parks and wildlife biologist about like um 
breeding habits and biology and life cycle and stuff. Anyway, the same pair of doves nested on the back porch four times this year. Round four, I'm like, where is mama? She didn't come home today. Well, it was September 1st. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I got up there and looked in the nest and there was two like two day old chicks. I was like, oh, no, oh no, they're going to die. The dad who was always in the backyard, too. He raised those things, single parented the shit out of them. Oh, boy. And he didn't sit on the nest as much as the mom, but he sat on it, I think, just enough to keep them from getting cold. And he was That's always cool. off, like finding them food and stuff. Yeah. Now they're probably destined for a life of crime and be in the system but hey at least they didn't die <laughs> uh dad was home so it, that that should help uh keep him on the straight and narrow so yeah yeah oh man that's funny um we ate some trout last night that your dad had given me from our trip last year put it in the uh cast iron skillet with a little garlic a little butter a little lemon some parsley on top mm. Good stuff. Still pretty good after a year, huh? Yeah, Over I just found it. Was like, I was worried. It, yeah, it was it was vacuum sealed, but I was yeah. like, oh, is this going to be freezer burn? No, it was fine. Nah. Yeah. Vacuum sealed uh, keeps it good for a long time. How nice. about the tax the rich dress moving into? Oh, uh, yeah. I didn't even put that on the run sheet. Yeah. Old, our old friend AOC <laughs> went to a gala with the Met Gala, dude. The Met oh, Gala. Yeah. The Met Gala. What is the average income of the uh, the crowd there? Well, I mean, I I would I can assure you that the average you know net wealth is tens of millions of dollars. I, you know, who knows? And what she thinks are. it's a good idea to troll the people that are there. So you know, I will say, if there's been one kind of point lacking in the coverage I've seen of this, you know, everybody's like, "Oh, what a hypocrite!" She goes to the Met Gala with the tax of the rich dress on. Well. Everybody in that room was rich as hell. She was talking about those people. Mm -hmm. um, I can't imagine that anybody who's listened to five minutes of this show um, would believe for one second that I have any, any particularly positive feelings for AOC, particularly her policies, right? But I got to be honest. I've thought about it. I've, you know, I still think it's ridiculous, mostly just because I think her premise is ridiculous. But it's kind of a pretty funny troll if you really are being honest about it, right? Like the, I would say that the reporter that interviewed her who thought it was just adorable, you know, she's probably got her head further up her ass even than AOC does, right? But mm. I mean, you know, you can be very uncharitable and say, I don't even know if it's very uncharitable. It's fair. You know, why does AOC even, I don't, I know that, you know, Here's the your irony for me is that she will eventually find herself in that tax bracket with the amount of oh, dude, endorsements already, and speaking. She already engagement. is. She's well, no, it. she gets two hundred thousand dollars a year. She's, I looked up her net wealth. They say it's under a million dollars right now, but there's no way, right? That's that can't be true. She's been she's what on her second term in Congress. I can assure paid. you, she's spending as though her income is far above and her net wealth is far above those figures. I've seen like how much she, she lives in her campaigns. It's absurd. Right. Yeah. Right. And, you know, even if you're playing by the book with campaign funding, you're living off that money mm -hmm. as you travel, as you eat, right? Like, yeah, she's living the life of an extraordinarily wealthy person. See her $75,000 Tesla 
right? Which she illegally parks. <sighs> not Dude, bad for yeah. a bartender. Not bad for a bartender. Again, though, like, I mean, it you know was what? silly. Jugs, it and was... I said jugs will get you a long way in life. <laughs> I'm not sure she's particularly well endowed on the front side, but she seems to have a decent bottom. I don't know. Just that's sexist <laughs> and true. Yeah, so, well, we'll just call a spade a spade. Yep. Uh, Nicki Minaj, speaking of bottoms. <laughs> <laughs> well played, sir. That's why you are the radio professional and I'm just the co host. Who would have ever thought in 2021 would be like, oh, Nicki Minaj, yeah, she's based. <laughs> what man. fucking world do we live in, man? Have you did you see the thing with Tucker? Let me read uh, something to y'all. I only saw the back and forth between Nikki and Joy Reed. Mm-hmm. Yep. That was probably two days ago, I guess, and proving yet again that Joy Reed's one of the worst people on television. But uh this from the Daily Wire. Only because they reposted Minaj's tweet. Wait a minute. Maybe I need to go to Minaj. Where the hell was that? Vamp for a second while I find this. Oh, I've I've got something that's going to blow your mind here in a second. And um, it's like has everything to do with my family and COVID situations. Oh, wait. I took a screenshot of it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so for a little bit of backstory for anybody who's not keeping up with it, uh, Nicki Minaj. Wait, I didn't screenshot it? Damn it. Nicki Minaj um, was not invited. Vaccinated. Not, she's not vaccinated. She was invited to the Met Gala. The Met is the Metropolitan Museum of Art. And, yeah, it's uh, where the Tax the Rich dress was. Right. It's yeah. this, you know, incredibly well-endowed art museum in Manhattan. They have an annual gala called the Met Gala where people from Tom Brady to Nicki Minaj and AOC all show up, right? Like the, you know. Elite of the elite in, you know, New York debutante society, as well as, uh, you know, mostly celebrities, it seems. They all come out. It's this huge fundraiser thing. It's $35,000 a seat for the dinner. And our politicians um, are going to it. Right. That's a great. Our, our socialist politicians are going to it. Our particular. socialist politicians. What a what a uh, abuse of those resources. Yeah. Um, Paid for. Paid for with campaign money, no doubt. Uh, yeah, they're claiming she claimed that um, that they are often they being politicians are often uh, basically just invited uh, and comped on it to because you know fun you know f- public funding is a big part of keeping the museum alive and all that. Mm-hmm. So now she's under uh, an ethics and in- ethics probe, ethics investigation. For accepting a thirty-five thousand uh, dollar, basically charitable gift. Oh, it's not like she's the first one. So let's. I want to beat her up too bad about that. They're all crooked, and she's just now getting into it. Uh, she's got a long career of being crooked ahead of her. Uh, oh yeah, dude. I mean, it's she's already got uh, plenty of. While you're doing that, did you, nice... the, did you see the? Did you see the? Where did that go? The French. Uh, it was a press conference. All these politicians are standing there. They don't realize the cameras are rolling. Someone finally alerts them, and they all go, like, frantically grab their masks and throw them on. Yeah, there's been a what? bunch of those. There's, Dude, been a, there's been a bunch of those. Rules for thee, but not for me. Uh, 100%, man. Clown world. 
Did you find the thing you're looking for? We're we gonna move on without it. I'm still desperately looking for it. Anyway, so Nicki Minaj doesn't me. go to the Met Gala. She's not vaccinated. Everybody that had to go to the Met Gala had to be vaccinated, and then they didn't have to uh, wear masks. Speaking of, yet all the servants, servants, <laughs> servers. <laughs> did have to wear masks, even though presumably being that it's Manhattan in order to have a job or enter any kind of enclosed structure, you have to be vaccinated. My guess would be all of the servants were vaccinated. Mm -hmm. They had to be masked up. The rich and famous people that were being served by those folks did not have to be masked up. Exactly. Say that phrase again that you just said. Rules for thee, but not for me. Yeah, that one. So anyway, um, so everybody freaks out and says... Uh, well, and so Nicki Minaj at some point tweets that she wasn't going um, and that, you know, she wasn't going to get vaccinated for that event. She would not get a vaccinate, you know, she has vaccin- a, like a six month old baby at home. And- right. So that's one thing. Right. So so the media runs with it. Joy Reid starts trashing her saying, sister, you got to do better than that for black people. You- Right. She's yeah. claiming that, that Nicki Minaj is hurting black folks by upholding anti-vaxxer propaganda BS. And it's like, well, black folks are vaccinated, vaccinated at like a 27 percent rate. That was before Nicki Minaj sent a tweet out this weekend. So, you know, it doesn't seem like you're getting through to your folks, Joy. But set that aside, you know, she gets dogpiled on. Um, I was listening to something earlier today that actually laid the whole. Oh, so she says she wouldn't get vaccinated just to go to this event. Then in response to somebody, she's like, I got a buddy, a friend of hers in Trinidad or maybe even a cousin. Cousin. Yeah. Yeah. Got the shot. And apparently his testicles almost exploded. Now he's impotent and his fiance left him because he can't get it on, which sounds terrible. I read that. Yeah. Uh, and so now, you know, she's getting mocked on late night television for all of that. Right. Basically getting the same treatment Joe Rogan got for eating uh ivermectin For sure. yep yeah. <clears throat> and the sad thing is when you really like they're, they're all basically claiming that she's spreading vaccine misinformation and that this was what this was all about right well if you actually look at the entire timeline she said that she would get the vaccine to go on okay first of all to your point she had a uh baby within the last year yeah and so that's why, obviously, she hasn't been vaccinated yet. She's been nursing, carrying a baby. Well, I guess probably not carrying a baby during part of that time, but whatever. She said she would get the vaccine if it was necessary for her to go on tour once she's ready to do so again. She just wouldn't get the vaccine just to go yeah, to She said the she's going to do more research is what she said, but she wasn't anti-vax. Yeah. But they turned her into right. this scapegoat of you're letting down the black community. You're spreading vaccine misinformation and just vilified her. For just saying, "Eh, I'm not ready to get the vax yet. And also this happened to my cousin. Yep. And so the, uh, to me, the real kicker, and this is the thing I've been trying to find and can't is that, uh, I guess Tucker Carl, Tucker Carlson covered it last night. Um, you know, I can't, I know I haven't said this on the show. I can't remember if you and I have talked about it, but, um, Tucker is, is the most horribly misrepresented uh person in, in media right like yeah he's super opinionated and he takes uh alternative views to the mainstream on basically everything right but there's no evidence that he's a white nationalist or white supremacist he calls balls and strikes if you pay attention to him i'm not that he's big the, of a fan um, 
he's the media version of Donald Trump. Like they turn him into this. Oh, in turn, caricature yeah. of himself. It's like make it make Tucker out to be some moron, some racist. Um, His biggest thing is he's anti-establishment, right? And because he's anti- anti-establishment, they have to try to destroy him. Well, that Trump anybody was. who has a seat at a you know news organization is establishment, no matter what they claim. I'm not even that big of a fan of Tucker. I'm becoming more of a fan of him as we move through this process. But it wasn't very long ago that he was actually praising Bernie Sanders because Tucker is a populist. He is like he's a mm-hmm. conservative version of a populist. But, you know, he v- kind of supports on some level some socialist principles. Um you know, more for sort of the, he just doesn't base it on race, I guess. Anyway. Um, so she points out that like, she, she tweeted out something about this coverage that, that he gave her last night. And, you know, somebody in her feed replies and says, don't, you know, he's a white nationalist. My point I was going to make was a, a, mm. a dear, a dear loved one of mine. And I were having a very productive conversation the other day. In which she expressed her belief, although she's probably never watched an aggregated five minutes of Fox News. She Uh would never sit and watch it. It's probably been on in the background and like pierced into her consciousness a a grand total of five minutes in her life. Right. But she also admits she doesn't watch any news. So everything she knows about the world is this person wear a fuck Trump shirt. She has certainly done so. Okay, At least once that I'm aware of. (laughs) She doesn't. In, she doesn't actively engage with any kind of news at all. Everything she gets is from an Austin bubble ecosystem being fed to her via Facebook and like this you know, place she works, right? Well, so, which, let me she, point this out real quick. Again, which is why Facebook needs to be deregulated because it's a monopoly. This is, this is a prime example of people getting regulated. their news. You mean they need to be regulated? Yeah, regulated. Sorry. It up. Yeah. yeah, because this is where people get their news now. She doesn't watch actual media. She's like, I'm going to get all of my news and what my reality what i believe is true from social media and then you have social media working with the biden administration to flag what they deem disinformation that's insanity 100 percent. so uh, absolutely and this Sorry is a great example you, but i was just like no, no, no. well this is, this, is, that's a, this is a great example of how bad it is yeah this loved one of mine actually it, it she, you ever been challenging somebody who you clearly had them pinned because they didn't actually know what they were talking about? And admittedly so, right? Because she admits she doesn't watch it. She doesn't admit what she admits she doesn't. She admits she doesn't watch any news. But you ever seen somebody kind of have a deer in the headlights look and they're committed to what they think is true. And so they're going to say it even if you don't know if they believe it. Like I asked her, she, she, she thought, yes, that, I do. she thought that this racism issue that we've been talking about for over a year now was so bad i i said you do you do you think that fox news uses the n-word and she actually said yes and i asked her three times i was like do you you really believe that you really think they use the n-word just (laughs) on on fox the only place i've ever seen the n-word on cable television was the dave Chappelle show right you know and then and then somehow we got on and then she goes well do you know who tucker carlson and i was like yeah and from what I can tell, he's the only newsman in the entire damn country who's trying to tell the truth every night. And she's like, well, he's a white supremacist. And I was like, no, that's what the people that you listen to who probably don't watch him any more than you do think. That's not true. Right. So Nicki Minaj tweets out 
Tucker defending her last night. And this guy replies and says, don't you know he's a white nationalist? And her response, I can't find it, man. I saw it on Instagram earlier and I can't find it there either. But her response was basically, we aren't even humans anymore. If you're black. Oh, I read this. Yeah, you she have goes, to shove marbles up your ass. Yeah, like she they goes, told you to. She goes, if you're if, if you're black and the Democrats tell you to shove marbles up your ass, you just have to do it. But if you dare to think for yourself, something you know. Yeah, I, like she basically went and threw out there what Ice Cube threw out there about a year ago. And have you heard anything from Ice Cube since? Mm-mm. Where did Ice Cube go? Canceled. Seems to have been. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So what will be really interesting, man, is if if Nikki and I pray she does. I, dude. If you'd asked me four or five days ago what I thought of Nicki Minaj, I'd have been like, not much, right? <laughs> Does she do the WAP? Is that her? <sighs> was that Minaj or was that Cardi B? I don't know. I want to say that was Cardi B. Mm. Wasn't that Cardi B and Megan the Stallion, I think? Who have kind of that. like taken the mantle from Nicki Minaj. You know, Nicki Minaj is kind of old news, right? Like, shh, that's a mid-2000s, you know, diva, right? And now Megan the Stallion, she's the new. Them girls are nasty. Yeah, and they're promoted to be so, and they're basically instructed to be so, and it's all about tearing down the patriarchy and blah, 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 even though it's also all about sex appeal, and that doesn't make any sense because, you know, what's really funny, man, is the way that these women are run out into society, they claim it's feminist for them to behave that way, but Mm -hmm. in reality, all it's doing is feeding into the base desires of men, right? Right, no. And the same thing is true. The same thing is true of this transgender thing. The biggest crock of shit in the transgender movement is the idea that a person born a man can compete against women in sports. I heard somebody the other day that's societally endorsed uh, uh, chauvinism or, you know, uh, sexism, basically. Right. Chauvinism. It's since how can a feminist look at the way that Megan Thee Stallion and Cardi B represent women and the way they use sex as a weapon? How can they look at what's happening in women's sports? Did you see just the other just last weekend, I think, in an MMA fight, a person who was a special forces operator in the United States military and was a man until his mid 30s who transitioned into a woman and is now in his early 50s, beat the living shit out of another actual born female for three and a half minutes and won that fight. Have you seen that? Uh, No, but it beat that woman literally beat her unconscious why out of all the sports would they allow that in an mma fight uh dude and i don't think it was ufc ufc's already uh banned that as far as i know i I mean there's no excusing it there's no excusing it so anyway um i'll be really interested to see if Nicki minaj stands her ground because what happens to any one of these entertainers when they step out of line just like i mentioned with ice cube they either come out and apologize within three, four days. Because John Cena. The phone rang. Yes. There you go. Mm-hmm. Um, or they kind of disappear. China. Like, so, so Oprah Winfrey is basically a man hater, right? Like, that's, that's a fact, right? Mm-hmm. She makes all of these movies through her various production organizations that paint, paint specifically black men as like f- fucking terrorists, right? Like abusive rapists, right? And now, I will acknowledge that woman's history is quite horrific, right? I don't know if you know anything about Oprah, but she was terribly yeah. sexually abused and physically abused as a child. You know, she's one of the great success stories in American history, but that scarring has left her 
like I said, basically a, a, a man hater, right? And that comes out in her productions. So I don't remember the exact details, but Snoop Dogg called her out for it about a year and a half ago. And within 48 hours was begging for apologies. I mean, be begging to, you know, for forgiveness about it, hmm. right? He came immediately back around and was like, oh, I'm back on the team. I'm sorry. Oh, Democrats are great. And Oprah's the, you know, <laughs> the man, <laughs> right? And, and you see that kind of thing a lot. But I don't remember seeing Ice Cube back off of his statements last year. And like I said, I haven't heard a damn thing from him since. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I would love to see somebody like Nicki, Nicki Minaj, who seems to have always been a pretty over the toply bold, empowered woman. I don't know if this is her first kid or if she has a couple of kids, but um, she's, you know, she's standing strong right now. They've deleted her from Twitter, so it may not even matter. She may just get canceled. Wait, she got deleted from Twitter? No, they suspended her, yeah. For what? I don't know. I think the swollen testicles thing. Oh, my God. So that actually happened to her cousin. Her, hey, this actually happened to my family member. And now I'm, you're kicked off Twitter for saying that? Wow. Um, hey. Yeah. The <sighs> Trinidad Health Minister came out and said there's no such case reported in our country. And so I guess they're getting her on uh, spreading false information. Mm. Yeah. Golly, dude. God, I wish I could find whatever she posted that she definitely said if the Democrats tell a black person to stick marbles up their butt. Yeah, you better do it. Which was fucking hilarious. Uh, but she made the point like, we're not even allowed to step out. Of, we're not even allowed to think for ourselves. And that's the point you and I've been making for a year now, right? So. Yeah. What, uh, what do you think about? So go Nikki. I mean, it, this has nothing to do with that, but. Um... Let's see. Oh, they put a so I posted this video of this morbidly obese chick trying to film a raccoon in the you saw the video. Okay, good. <laughs> She's so fucking fat that when she the, the raccoon's rabid. So first of all, it's in the middle of an intersection and she's out there trying to video it with her phone, gets it within like four or five feet of it, and starts chasing her. And this beached whale runs about 10 feet and just face plants. And I said, you know what? I, my comment was. You want to fix our healthcare crisis? Start here. I'll say it since no one else will. I'm not a skinny person, but I exercise regularly. I'm sure some of you will call me a heartless fat shamer, but you're also the same people who would offer this person a hospital bed over a healthy vaccinated person. Guess what? Unvaccinated. Vaccinated right. fat fuckers are still going to the hospital and dying. Yeah. It's yeah, it's really funny too because when you when you read about what's happening in Israel. When we read about how things went in the UK throughout the Delta explosion, <clears throat> explosion, excuse me. Um, what you'll see is a bunch of journalists uh, quoting scientists saying, well, y'all don't worry because the people who need booster shots by and large and the people who are getting hospitalized um, with the vaccines, you know, having had the vaccines are exclusively um, people with pre-existing conditions and really old people. Mm -hmm. I was like, isn't that the exact same as the virus has been since day one? Right. Now, maybe it's true that more of those folks are being saved from hospitalization. Right. I, I'll grant it that. Sure. That the unhealthy, the older community, those who were always at risk from this, most at risk from this virus are probably more, by and large, better off for having had the shots. But it's still the like my buddy that died, who was 55, unvaccinated. Right. He was unvaccinated. Yep. Overweight. When I found out he wasn't vaccinated. 
and his wife was, and she didn't get sick yep. and he died. Right. But 55 years old, you weigh 300 pounds. You know, I was like, God, Jeff, why didn't you just get the shot? Couldn't have hurt. Uh, and you know, dude, it, it, you fast forward 15 years in, into my life and assume I continue to maintain the health and fitness that I do, which I plan to, that would be absolutely the age where I'd seriously be thinking about taking these shots. Sure. Right. Of course. I mean, and, I put and, a, I and put like a, our parents, like we want our parents to get vaccinated. If, if there's a chance that it helps you, you're old, older, senior citizen. Dude, I mean, it's well documented. We've talked about it. it almost killed my mom. I wish the vaccine would have been available for her. But uh, we're, we're finding out more and more that the vaccine, I mean, it's not really doing what we already know. It's been the, the, the way it's been advertised has evolved as its ineffectiveness has been proven. But if it even is a 10% chance of helping an elderly person not go to the hospital, by all means, do it. I'm going to share um, something that I just found out today. It's going to blow your mind. So I don't, I want to come back to this, but go ahead. Well, then go ahead I'll, because this is, it's in the same vein here. So say what you want to say. Well, so I, I may have said this before, but and do I, you know, I sound too heartless saying, calling people fat and stuff like I'm chubby. You make fun of me, but I exercise <laughs> four, five days every week. No exception. You know, I mean, the lifestyle I want to live chasing elk in the mountains. You can't do that shit. If you've let yourself go. And it's like, and, oh, and the last thing I said on that post was love yourself, right? If you love yourself, you're not going to let yourself get to that position. And in the, like the mental health that's associated with that, like, it's not a good, it's not good physically or mentally. How can you be proud of that? I'm of the opinion that um, the acceptance of morbid obesity in this country, um, let alone, I mean, uh, morbid obesity, obesity in general, let alone morbid obesity is a huge problem and it's a right. huge part of why we're having the problems that we're having um it, it shouldn't be something that we're adopting embracing um defending it's not okay to eat sugar all day to be 100 pounds overweight and then because the majority of our society, and that's just, that is true, the, the majority of our society is in such a condition, we're all forced to take experimental vaccines to protect everybody from people who don't, who are not willing to protect themselves, mm -hmm. period. Um, so were you too harsh? I don't know, dude. At what point, it's really interesting because I was kind of having this exact conversation, not this exact a re relevant conversation with my, my mom, actually, mm -hmm. uh, just this past weekend it started from kind of a whole different place, but this term, um, tolerance came up and, you know, I, I threw that word out there cause that's always been the word of the left, right? Tolerance, have tolerance for other people's views, other people's beliefs, other people's way of living, blah, 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 blah. Right. And she very frustrated, almost angrily was like, it's not enough just to tolerate. Don't you understand? Tolerance means you basically just accept with, you know, you, you just basically allow something to happen with almost contempt. You need to be accepting. And I was like, mom, are you telling me that in the state of New York, where about a year and a half ago or two, they passed a law that provided for complete, basically removed any restrictions or regulations on abortions up to the day of delivery. And their state assembly cheered like they, like, you know, they were the home crowd and their team just scored a touchdown. Mm -hmm. 
for that. You're telling me that tolerating that as a Texan who doesn't have to live there is not acceptable. I have to accept it uh, wholeheartedly and celebrate it. And of course, she, you know, she didn't have any response to that. <clears throat> um, anyway, so that as it relates to this, to me, it's like, I, I you know, I don't want to be hateful, nasty, ugly. Um, but at the same time, I, I, I don't want to be in any way accepting or frankly, even tolerant of uh, what is happening to our country from a health perspective. Mm-hmm. And I mean, what was happening to our country well before this pandemic from a health perspective, right? It's just, <sighs> yeah, we're the fattest country in the world. Right. And we have been for a really long time. Well, and there you go. There's your why is our right. healthcare system swamped when a little when the flu runs through a new flu, basically COVID right. runs through society. Okay, well, we just we know who's being hospitalized, elderly and obesity. Um, so this is gonna blow your mind. My mother-in-law wanted my kids to have their antibodies tested. And she offered them, there's a study that Aaron, my wife, found out about. And my mother-in-law was like, I'll give you each 20 bucks if you'll agree to get your blood drawn three times over six months or something like that. So they went and had their blood drawn. All three of my kids have had COVID. I, I knew it. I, and dude, never, I, would have, I would have never, you wouldn't have been able to convince me that they hadn't been exposed and therefore now immune to it. But guess, guess what? You had it in your house, dude. They didn't get it then. That's not when they had it. Okay. They were so sick in the last three months that we never knew they had COVID. Yep. Because we had how do, it over How do you know for sure it was in the last three months? Well, just there, I have the scores for their, their antibodies versus what Aaron's were. And so, so they do two, they do spike protein and they do your total antibodies. So the spike protein you can get, that can be either from uh, the vaccine or from your natural antibodies. The, the, um, Active total antibodies can only be if you've had a, if you've had a previous COVID infection. It tests for both. Um, so if you've had if you have had a COVID infection, you're going to hit positive on both of the tests. If you've only had been vaccinated, like my mother-in-law, my father-in-law only hit on the vaccine thing because they haven't had COVID. Um, my wife tested positive for both, but her antibodies for the uh, like natural immunity were lower than the kids by like hers was 12.6. The girls were 77, 73 and Henry was 24. So it's kind of like, to me, it would say, well, she had her infection previously. I don't know. I'm going to look into a lot more. The selling thing, here's the real stickers. I'm going to get, I'm going to go enroll in the study as well. And I'll have the results for next week. But, you know, I tested, negative for antibodies in july before i went back to africa Mm -hmm. we all had like a little headache around the middle of august henry missed practice one day but never had any fever he didn't go to soccer he's like i have a headache okay maybe the girls had the sniffles we went on living our lives dude no one thought we had no we didn't even think about covid no one ever had a fever i think maybe delta ran through here and we never even knew it because if I hit for antibodies when I go get my blood drawn again, that would mean I got, I had COVID again, or the antibodies test was. It doesn't mean that, dude. That so, <laughs> there's a 
We need to find a doctor who has I know. an open mind. This is shit's over. This. We we really we really need to find a doctor, an immunologist, to talk to us about this, dude. But let me give you my layman's understanding. If you were to go test for uh, chicken pox antibodies right now, which mm. I'm we've talked about, you had it as a young child, so did I. You would not show antibodies for chicken pox thirty five years after you had it, mm. but your immune system will recognize that virus and crank its antibody count up to fight it off. You can be exposed to a... You have to understand, man. That fucking virus... I'm trying not to use that word. That virus... That ship sailed for this episode. Your, we'll do better next week. We should virus, record more on Sundays. Yeah, but it's something in general that's been really on my heart lately. I need to work on it. That it's virus weird. will still get into your sinus cavity, right? Like, having antibodies doesn't mean you have a force field around no, your body. The vaccine starts its defense in your lungs. Doesn't start in here. <laughs> right. The vaccine welcomes cavity vaccine where the infection welcomes, starts. According to Dr. Sanjay Gupta, whose article I just posted up to that particular conversation yesterday. FYI, I'm almost done catching up on show notes. <clears throat> it doesn't create a force field that keeps the virus from entering your, bo- entering your body. The virus is going to get into your body. It's what happens from there that determines whether or not you're immune to it, right? Your body will, if you have had that virus, your immune system recognizes that threat and kicks into gear when the virus invades, right? So in theory, you could test positive for this virus with a PCR test doing 40 cycles. Which I did when I was in Africa, 100%. So the antibodies ramp up. I was, you know, I listen to Rogan all the time. Jeremy, who is his basically producer slash Google expert, right? Mm. He's the young Jeremy. He's the guy that helps pull stuff up when... Joe's having a conversation He's right. on every single episode. Jeremy got sick like last summer, like right after they moved to Austin, you know, they moved out of lockdown, California, moved to Austin. They're having a good time. Jeremy gets sick in like the first month, right? He's one of those guys that was sick for like a day and a half and then was cool. And he was bare, you know, it was barely a thing, but he was, you know, Joe tests every single day, every single person that comes to that show, right? They get antibody tests and, and, um, well, I guess first they get a COVID test, and if that's negative, they get an antibody test. So Jeremy tested positive, definitely had the virus. I think maybe even had the slight, like, brief period issue with the smell thing. Three times this year, Jeremy has had a moment in time where his, his antibodies had waned to almost nothing. Six, nine months later, right? But three times this year so far, and this was as of a podcast two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. He has done an antibody test before the show and seen a huge spike in antibodies. What caused the antibodies to come back? It's exactly what you're just describing. He got exposed to the virus again, and that kicked in antibody production to protect him from a severe infection, Mm. right? It doesn't mean that the virus won't get into your body. It means he tested negative for COVID those times. Yes, he didn't test positive for COVID, but something was causing. And he described exactly what you just said, Cable. He described that at least one or maybe two of those instances, he remembers feeling kind of half-ass crappy for like half a day. Right. Like he just had sort of a headache and a little bit of, you know, like I if you had a had super that. mild allergy type cold. But I didn't even say, you know what? I didn't even tell my wife because I was like, oh my God, she's going to, we're going to have this COVID craze again. I was like, unless I get a fever or I feel bad for more than one day, I was like, I'm chalking it up to just a headache. Cause Hey, guess what? People still get headaches, but here's the interesting thing. Um, going back to these test results from my wife and kids, we had all three kids tested PCR tested 
when we had COVID. So they didn't have COVID then. And one of them right. got tested twice. And PCR test, I, I don't think there's any inaccuracies on those. Not that I've heard of. Like, they're supposed to be pretty damn accurate. Like, Well, generally, so. they're, they're, they're going to err on the side of... I mean, there's no, there's no perfect test. The PCR right. test is going to more likely test you false positive than false negative. Because right. it's measuring these particles of the virus at an ultra-magnified level... So you could be not sick from it and not capable of spreading it, but have been exposed to the virus and test positive. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I won't go so far as to call them accurate, but sure. they're going to err on the side to your, it still supports your point. They're, they're going to err on the side. Test. They're going to err on the side of testing you positive than testing you negative. Mm -hmm. And so, so if they the kids all, tested they, negative, that yeah. means that they didn't have the virus in their, no, no, their nasal cavity. And one of them, Stella got tested twice within the 10 days of when all hell was breaking loose between me and the wife having COVID. And they were staying home from school. We're like, oh, maybe she has the sniffles. No, negative. Then she popped negative again. We got the other two tested the second time with her. Nothing. So they didn't have COVID then. They've had it sometime since November. And I'm thinking it was like in August. And it just ran through here. And like you said, maybe I had a headache. Aaron said she had a headache one day. And then the kids, like Henry had to stay home from practice one time on his own. He's like, Dad, I just don't feel like going today. And I was like, why? I have a bad headache. Okay. That's not normal for him. But sure. I was like, okay, well, you didn't have any other symptoms. And Aaron's like, should we keep him home from school? I was like, no, he's, he doesn't have, we, does he have a fever? No. Okay. He didn't have a fever when he went to bed that night. I gave him, I checked his temperature the next morning. No fever. Point is, how bad is COVID for kids? Eh, my, mine had it and we never knew it. Right. But yeah. There's people well, out there that are like, like the guy on my soccer team, my goalie, he's like, you're not getting your kids vaccinated? What's, what the hell's wrong with you? As soon as, as soon as the CDC says they can get vaccinated, why wouldn't you get your kids vaccinated? Why wouldn't you protect your kids? I'm like, I can't wait fine. to see him at soccer next week. Like, hey, listen what? Listen to this. All my kids had COVID and we never knew it. That's how horrible it is for kids. It's just unbelievable, man. Let me tell you how Experimental horrible it is Experimental drug in my kids. kids. Because I'm looking at the data right now. HTTPS colon backslash backslash slash data dot CDC dot gov NCHS provisional COVID-19 deaths by sex and age. It's like I have referenced kids. this chart. It is 439 children from the ages of zero to 17 that have died of this virus. Of since 5 million started, have tested positive? Since it started, man. And is it out five, of, I think it's 5 million. I don't know how many have tested, tested positive, but that's out of 70 million kids in that age bracket. Yeah. 70 million. million kids. 439 now that has increased by about 100 during the course of this summer because i know i looked at this and it was 350 back in like june or july mm. so you know 25 percent of those have been during the delta which clearly spreads more rapidly and is and is affecting kids making them sick but still not killing them not making my kids very any sick. different rate than before and of those man every it doesn't say this here but every single one of them had severe health conditions man right severe Dude, I was, I see kids that are eight, nine years old that weigh almost as much as I do. And I'm not kidding. We all see those kids. Anyway, let me continue. 18 to 29 year olds. Guess how many people in America have died in 18 months of this nonsense, this not nonsense, this pandemic <clears throat> between the ages of 18 and 29 years old? Uh, 2,000. 3,212. Between the ages of 30 and 39 years old, it's 9,240. 35 to 40, uh, let's 40, 40 to 49 year olds. That's our bracket, right? 23,501. 
50 to 64 years old now you get up you, you our jump age bracket is has the most positive cases too because of our lifestyles uh i would almost bet that's the case yeah mm-hmm. i don't have that figure in front of me what's this i mean total? we're in the middle of our careers we're out and about we have kids we're at sports we're there at school we're 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 certainly exposing ourselves the most probably more so than yeah. any other demographic 40 years old 40 year olds it jumps to <clears throat> 23,000 out of 658,000 deaths look at that too we were at 600,000 deaths when biden took office 658,754 deaths well, from COVID-19 it, as of this Biden's last week. job. Yeah, and yet here we are still <laughs> locking down, right, and forcing vaccines. Anyway, so, but then you jump to that 50-year-old, and the reason I looked this up was you talking about your buddy. 50 to 64-year-olds, now you're talking about an age a bracket where 110,689 people have died from this. Right. And it only shoots up from there. I did the math the other day, man. And something like 80% of those 658,000 deaths were in people over the age of 55 years old. Mm-hmm. 80%, dude. It's still it's still a, a thing that... Dude, the highest age bracket. <laughs> this just tells you how great a job we're doing letting keeping people alive considering the fact that we're the most obese society in world history. The single highest death total on this CDC website is people 85 years and older at 187,000 deaths. Right. Almost a third of all the deaths from COVID ever have been people who are older than 85 years old, man. I'm a healthy healthy person whose grandparents and great-grandparents lived into their 90s, and I don't have any, any expectation to live past 80, let alone past 85. Give me a break. No, I don't. I'd always said I'd ever get to 40, but here I am. Anyway, I've posted this thing in our show notes repeatedly. So the cool thing, Chisholm, is that my kids are now immune to COVID. And yeah, right. Wonderful. And I'm, I'm positive mine are too, you know, for us to have had it. And I mean, honestly, dude, once you're both sick with it, you know, you can't you cannot when you have young children in your house, have both parents seclude themselves in a bedroom and not have their ch- children exposed. It's not possible. How are they going right, to take but, care but of But like I said, right? mine got tested and they didn't have it. So Two of mine tested positive when we were sick. The other two never did. Right. They never got sick. They never acted sick. They ne- you know, they've been back to school and then we've sh- school got shut down for a week this year. But both of those kids had their classes shut down last year. My mm-hmm. seven-year-old, her teacher got it and had been hugging and kissing on her like the day before she tested positive while she was sneezing and, and feeling like crap, Sarah never showed any worse for wears. And Riley's class, my oldest, uh, I don't remember if they shut her class down, but she had a, you know half the class tested or several people in her class tested positive. My point is, I'm positive that they got exposed last fall, got immune to it, and that's why they didn't get sick when we got sick. But we've never bothered to do the antibody testing. So let me ask you this. So that now that they've, they've shown negative for the antibodies, are you, or is your mother-in-law or anybody, is anybody going to pressure for y'all to give them shots? No. When, and anyone that does is going to get the middle finger from me straight up. So let me, let me tell you about sticking something. Sticking the jab in my freaking kids. I had this pop up <clears throat> on I, my I phone. I get backhanded for even bringing it up, Chisholm. <laughs> I, had, uh, I had this pop up on my phone newsfeed. Uh, I think it was Sunday. 
two articles within like three spots of each other. You know, if you, if you go to your iPhones, like Apple news feed, mm-hmm. right. It was, there was an article from, I think the guardian, which is that British newspaper. And it said that there was a pre-published study about to go out that showed that boys under the age of 20, I think maybe it was 18 have a higher risk for myocarditis than they do for hospitalization from the, from the actual virus, higher, higher chance of myocarditis, that inflammation of the heart from having had the shots than they have from being hospitalized from the virus. It was something like one out of 150,000 positive cases in, in boys that age would be hospitalized. And one out of 46,000 would end up with myocarditis from the shots. So you were three times more likely if you're a child. And dude, this shouldn't be a surprise because just back in May, the CDC had an emergency meeting to talk about the rash of cases of myocarditis among young men and boys under 30. Mm -hmm. And yet all across American news organizations right now, they're begging for a shot to be allowed for five to 12 year olds. And in LA, the Los Angeles school dish, uh, yeah, Los Angeles ISD just mandated that 12 to 18 year old students in that school district, all of them, regardless of sex, be given this shot. How? I sent that to the buddy of mine that's always bombarding us with get your shots. And I was like, I need help because there was that article. And then two articles down was somebody advocating that we, oh, it was this dude, Scott Gottlieb. Uh-huh. former FDA. Actually, he was a Trump appointee, but he was the Scott Gottlieb. I think it was the guy who went out and said we'd lose a million and a half people to this virus at the beginning of last year. Um, total fear mongering douchebag. Right, we still might because the virus isn't going to go away, whether you're vaccinated or not. So he was saying right. he was saying he expects the FDA to authorize this vaccine for five to 12 year olds by October on at least the emergency use basis. Uh-huh. So within three articles of each other, I see Boys should not take it because they're more at risk from myocarditis than they are from the damn virus. And then right below that, this jackass Scott Gottlieb saying, oh, yeah, we're going to get y'all's kids shots in no time. Give me a break, man. If you're an adult over 40 years old and you believe you need this shot, take it. But for the love of God, your children are fine. Did you hear what uh, Fauci said? Unless they're obese. Right. Did you hear what Fauci said when uh, Sanjay Gupta asked him about yep. natural immunity? I don't and really whether... have a good answer for you about that. Can you? This is the first time I've ever heard that. That was, I mean, I was like, oh, do we just make a little bit of progress here? A little bit of truth just came out of Fauci's mouth. I don't Man. have a firm answer for you. <clears throat> do vaccine? Do people who've had COVID need vaccination? Fauci, I don't have a firm answer for you. Then he goes on and on about, we don't really understand the durability of natural immunity. Well, we pretty well well understand the durability of vaccine immunity. Mm -hmm. You need another shot after six months. So, and it's not even true, dude. The Italian study proves shows that the dirt, the, the, the Italian study that was released about 60 to 75 days ago said that those who were, who had contracted the virus back in March of last year, we're still immune even against the Delta. We know. Mm. Okay. <laughs> that point is the same point. Those of us who don't want the shot are making. We have one year at this point worth of data about those shots. We do not understand the long-term consequences, right? Those that are arguing that my natural immunity is not sufficient. 
The only data point I can point to is that my vac my my and natural immunity will last presumably at least a year because that's all we have is a year's little about almost a year and a half worth of data on natural immunity. Yeah. I I know I have one per, well it's a mutual friend of ours Brett actually he's had covid twice. Uh, that's what he says. But I don't but it, believe he's tested positive both times am I no, correct he did. about that? Yeah, Are you he sure? Did. Yeah, I'm positive. Could have sworn he, he told me he didn't get tested the first time he thought. No, he no, no, he did. Did he, he get sick both, both times? times? Yeah, but like actually sick. He got sick from Delta, but it was way more mild than his wife, who had not had COVID before. Okay, so, so he got mildly he have, sick with it a second time. Right, right. But did he but get it pretty was sick over, when he got it the first time. Hey, no, not probably like you or I felt bad for two or three days. Uh, but um, it was over a year apart, though. So that, that was just yeah. the interesting thing. Is like it, it was over a year. Now, what, what, why we need to have the, uh, like a doctor, immunologist, what is the word? Immu immunologist. Immunologist. Um, on is because I don't know when you look at these numbers, like looking at my kids' numbers, it'll be interesting next week when I have my numbers to say whether I have antibodies again. I don't know if like 12% protects you or 1% or 80%. And I was talking to Aaron about it because we've been, we were both fascinated by the fact that our kids had COVID and we never knew it. Is, is like 1% still good? And I don't think even the medical field has an answer to that, like your antibody count. It seems like any antibodies would be, to me, unless it just flat said zero, that you would still have immunity. But I don't know. So we got to get a doctor on to explain that. Uh, I agree. Not we my doctor, to, because he's find, a fear monitor. Yeah. He'll be like, what are you guys not, doing? Not, get the not, shot. Not, I know you both had COVID, but get the shot. Not that doctor. Speaking of shots, um, I was in the elk when I was in the elk woods, dude. I ran out of uh, like the small gauge needles for my testosterone shot, and all I had left was the one you draw with. I stuck myself with that one a little while back, and I was like, God, why does this hurt so much? And then I realized, oops, I forgot it to was switch like, it. it was, you could put like a, <laughs> it was bad, like a toothpick in the inside of the. the yeah, whole, I look at that thing, and I got stage right, and I was like, No, I'm just don't gonna don't not take my shot this week. I didn't yeah, take no, it. No, it hurts. It's not. Scared the shit out of me. It's, it's, it's no bueno. Uh, here, here's an interesting update. Another thing that I saw. Uh, the UK was going had already decided to require vaccines for kind of the same stuff New York has done. You want to go to a restaurant, you want to go to a nightclub, you want to have a life in the city, you'd have to have a vaccine passport. Guess what? They just reversed that decision in the last four days. Wow. They're now backing off of vaccine passports and presumably vaccine mandates. I don't know how you have a mandate if you don't have a vaccine passport to prove that you got shot, right? Uh, I don't even know if they ever did mandates, to be honest with you, but um, something is changing. And I'm not sitting here saying because the shots, quote, don't work. But I will say it's because in places like the UK and in places like Australia and in New York City, tens of thousands of people are rallying together from all backgrounds and all skin colors to say, screw your mandates. We are not going to comply with this. I saw this. I saw something on my one of my feeds earlier today of a herd of people marching across the Brooklyn Bridge or the JFK, whichever one, I don't know, one of those bridges in New York. And they were, like I said, man, it was a rainbow coalition, people of all colors. Oh, yeah. Marching. Guess what they chant? <laughs> F Joe Biden. <laughs> they do yeah. it at football games. They do it yeah. at uh, anti-vax rallies. I don't. 
don't know how I feel about that. I mean, I like it. It makes me want to say the same thing. I'm like, oh, yeah, just get fired up. Fuck this guy. But I don't know if that's the message we want to send. Um, I'm not interested in chanting F Joe Biden, um, but I sure love the fact that there seems to be an awakening going on, man. And, I and, like it. and that's why we started off with talking about Minaj. I pray to God that particularly uh, among minorities, particularly given that they're very much against taking these shots and certainly against being told they have to, mm. that there is a, um, there's a real awakening about what's happening here because everything we've been talking about from the left for a year now is happening right between before our eyes, man. It's all, I mean, it's happening. I saw an article in Texas Monthly. Have you happened to notice what a rag, what a leftist rag Texas Monthly has become? Which uh, is I, I used to get, get it every dude. month, and then I was just like, yeah, there's the outdoorsy type it's subtle. stuff is not it's, really it's, in there it, anymore. It, it's subtly leftist, but it's definitely become a leftist rag. There was an article that popped up from Texas Monthly on my feed. I didn't read the whole thing because that's just the synopsis, which I which was I think with the first. Yeah, you know, I once had a a barbecue feature done by them. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, yeah, and I'm not saying don't put let yourself get that kind of promotion, right? But mm. uh, I'd be interested to see if they'd invite you back. Anyway, <laughs> the article was why are Texas Hispanics turning Republican? And they point out that you know Trump dominated among Texas Hispanics. And the reason, the first reason they cite is that the majority of Texas Hispanics identify as white. Oh. That's Texas Monthly's. Now, I'm sure there was a lot more detail if I had I read the whole article. I don't know a single Hispanic. In, and I've worked in construction. I've worked in landscaping. And I've worked, damn sure, worked bartending and waiting tables. And guess who is the majority of people that hold those jobs? Hispanic people. Not one did I ever meet that thought they were white. They were proud as hell of being Mexican. Most of them are Mexican. I'm just, just being honest. Nonsense, man. It is nonsense. It is, it is flat out racist to say that, that Hispanic people, you know, Mexican American people, Latino, Latina, whatever you want to call them. They're I won't call them Latina, Latinx. Damn right they are. And it's nonsense to say that they've decided to start voting Republican because they identify as white. Give me a friggin' break. They're voting for Republicans because they don't like leftist bullshit. They don't like being called Latin X. They don't be t- like being told that their faith is backwards, right? Their cath- mostly Catholic faith right. is backwards and that they need to support, you know, ninth month abortions. They don't. I've said forever, dude, I was raised in a place that while I was in high school became majority dominated by Hispanics. The, while I was in high school, white people became the minority in the greater Corpus Christi area. These are people who I grew up with, who I played football with, who are to this day some of my best friends. I probably have as many Mexican-American friends as I have white friends if I really were to look at and break it down. They don't buy into this crap. Anyway. Yeah, of course they don't. I don't even know if I had a point other than just... <laughs> What a rag Texas Monthly bullshit narrative, yeah. Yeah. Um, did you get a chance to look into Directive 51? I did. I yeah. did. I, I, I Are we basically ready to transition read the, or you got something else? I read the Wikipedia of it. Right. So if you, wanna, if you want to spearhead this conversation, and I'll just add uh, my thoughts, I'll sprinkle those in here and there. Okay. Um, everybody who's listening, 
needs to do themselves and us a favor and go online and first leave us a rating and a review and a comment, please. Five stars, please. Boost us a little bit. Yep. Then as soon as you've done that, leave, leave us a rating and a review and a uh, yeah, comment. Then go and punch into your favorite search uh, engine. I'm going to try to stop using Google. On a side note, I started using DuckDuckGo. You familiar with DuckDuckGo? It's supposed to be like an encrypted search engine that doesn't save your data. Hmm. It's a whole lot easier to find um, non-approved, yes, stuff that Google is clearly hiding from you mm -hmm. on DuckDuckGo than on Google. Anyway, so punch into DuckDuckGo, something called Directive 51. Uh, the longer form version of the name is the National Security and Homeland Security Presidential Directive 51. <clears throat> this was an order signed by <laughs> President George W. w. Bush. Yep. On May 4th, 2007. Um, before I get into it, if it hasn't become clear, actually, <laughs> my dear friend Buck, uh, who I think I mentioned on our last episode, uh, who desperately wants to see you get your ass kicked by a girl. <laughs> he uh, uh first wait 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 wait. <laughs> i'm pretty sure that that 50 year old man wailing on basically the girl that i'd be fighting was pretty good evidence that i would beat the shit out of the girl a 50 year old man is a army ranger and a cage fighter doesn't matter dude he's 50 doesn't matter he's 50 he's going up against a 20 year old you ought to see him her person the person is still quite a beast i wouldn't like, fight that scary there, there's a before and after picture of this gal that is uh yeah i'm shocking anyway insane. all right buck was super pumped that i dropped his name last week so here i am doing buck, it again for him. But... i'm gonna beat that mma that little wimpy <laughs> 110 pound female mma fighter's ass i'm gonna snap her in half and then you're gonna eat crow buck. you know and i had breakfast the other day and he was like man i have to admit he's like i've always been a george w bush bush fan but the things you've been talking about lately he's like made me realize that none of the these people none of these people are on our side I was like, that's if there's one key theme to there's two key themes. <laughs> we really don't like the left, but um, the establishment right is no better in this country. Um, they seem to feed off of each other somehow. Anyway, so George W. Bush signed this executive directive 51 in May of 2007. This was not a congressional act. This didn't go through the legislature. This came exclusively from the executive branch uh, of our three, what do we call uh, of our, of our three part, uh, you know, federal national government system. What do we call that? Uh, tricameral. Um, the constitution makes it abundantly clear that the three parts, those being the executive, the presidency and the administrative agencies, the judiciary, and the legislature, Congress, are separate, equal parts of our government. Separate One does equal. not. This is like the only time the that separate but equal is actually a good thing. Yeah, <laughs> left's trying like hell to bring it back, though. <laughs> um, somehow, the executive decided that it would create this thing that is supposed to. Uh, basically create continuity requirements in the cases case of a catastrophic emergency. The long and short of this is 
that as it stands as we speak, there is a presidential directive that it presumably is the law of the land. It has not been challenged because it has not been uh, claimed yet or, or you know, no one's ever attempted to actually enact it. Mm-hmm. But any president that comes along could claim under this now 14-year-old presidential directive the authority to basically take over the entire government in the event of a, quote, catastrophic emergency. Such an emergency is defined as any incident, regardless of location, that results in extraordinary levels of mass casualties, damage, or disruption severely affecting the U.S. population, infrastructure, environment, economy, or government functions. Can you name me a catastrophe that that doesn't potentially cover? No, but I think I know where you're going to go with this after... While I was in the Elkwoods, I did get service if I was high enough up. And, uh, dude. You mean saw, elevation high enough? I wasn't in Colorado. I was in New Mexico. <laughs> so, yes, we weren't puffing around up there. Actually, my guide was, though. He actually, he called him a hooter. <laughs> and he, uh, he has his medical card. And so, he would, he would, uh, he'd fire one up occasionally. Once he figured out, I was, like, didn't care. Right. Uh, but, uh, but No. Where was I going with this? Now I'm derailed here. Oh, I saw Joe Biden say, if the governors won't get in line, I'm going to make them. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. So right. where you're going He's with gonna this get thing them, is like... Get them out of the way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you could... I could totally see... What is an extraordinary level of mass casualty? 658,000 Americans? That died of obesity. It's and then the certainly food. severely affected the U.S. population, being that cert- huge segments of it have been locked down for over a year, and our economy has been completely destroyed. Um, but but what about severely affecting infrastructure, or severely affecting the environment, no, or the economy, better, or government functions? Got to build back better. The hilarious thing is, <clears throat> as the Wikipedia entry on this points out. They continuously state that the objective is to assure enduring constitutional government or what they refer to as ECG. So they try to claim in old W's directive here that all of this is all about maintaining our constitutional government. And only temporarily would the executive be able to appoint something called a, where is this at? continuity manager or something like that uh yeah an official designated by the chief of staff to the president oh the president's chief of staff gets to designate this person not even the president themselves shall ensure the executive branch's continuity of operations and continuity of government policies in support of enduring constitutional government efforts uh, are appropriately coordinated with those of the legislative and judicial branches so they do say it'll be up to the legislative and judicial branch to also have their own coordination, but all of it being presided and presumably overruled by the executive. By the king. Conservative uh, activist Jerome Corsi and Marjorie Cohn of the National Lawyers Guild have said this is a violation of the Constitution of the United States because there are three branches of government that are separated equal and no single branch should be coordinating the others. Yeah, I read this. 
Uh, oh, in my the president research. and the president alone has the authority to declare a catastrophic emergency to then claim this power. So only the president gets to claim a catastrophic power. And once he's done or catastrophic emergency, and once he's done so, he gets to coordinate all three branches of the government, which are supposed to be separate and equal. Here's my concern. Like, number one, what president would and, and I wish maybe Trump would have done this, but there's no way a president would ever get rid of this order because it can give them absolute power. Yeah, well, so, apparently, so and I haven't had a chance like to run down. Apparently, this there was a version of this that Bill Clinton had enacted that this one overruled after, you know, six years after 9-11. So to your point, looks like we had something in this ballpark already on the books even before W. Right. Huh. Which goes to the point of if you've paid attention for throughout our lifetime, every president in our lifetime has taken more and more power within the executive branch. More. They just keep hort. They just keep doing things that are un unconstitutional and they just grab it and they just do more and they do more. And the legislature has deferred more and more because that group of pansies does not want to be held accountable for any decision. So they're like, here, we'll just give it to the federal to the executive branch. Mm hmm. After receiving concerned communications from his constituents in July 27, 2007, U.S. Representative Homeland Security Committee member Peter DeFazio made an official request to examine the classified continuity annexes described above. So there was there was a public statement and then there was classified a cl classified continuity annex. I, I read he asked the for the permission secretary, the day that it came out, gave like a very brief, Hey, we just did this thing. And then like, it just right. kind of got swept. That was it. Yep. 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 In 2007. You ever heard, remember when, um, God, what were they talking about? I guess it was with regards to Russia hoax stuff. We all kind of learned about these, um, uh, clean rooms or whatever that they hold. They have in DC for like a member of Congress to go review, like ultra classified documentation and like a hermetically sealed, no audio recording type room where there's no possibility of a copy of this thing getting out. So he asked for the permission to do that in what they call a bubble room. His request was denied by the White House, a member of the Homeland Security Committee, the very committee that was responsible for establishing the Department of Homeland Security, which the head of would be the continuity coordinator under this croc. He says, I, he, he was quoted as saying, we're talking about the continuity of the government of the United States of America. I would think that would be relevant to any member of Congress, let alone any member of the Homeland Security Committee. Well, yeah, I would think that any civilian should have access to that as well. Uh, to be sure. frank, like, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I just should, don't think it's privy to all it, the laws on the books. Like, it we just should be. shouldn't be a thing, man. It shouldn't be a thing. And it damn sure shouldn't be written so incredibly broadly that this pandemic could justify Biden taking this power, that climate change could potentially justify taking this power. Right. Man. It's got specifically in their environment, man. They're I telling wish. us Joe Biden said the other day, we've got 10 years before everybody starts dying of climate change. So, you know, sounds like that could be a, a need for this. Well, right? Joe doesn't have to worry about it because he's not going to be around in 10 years. His dementia ridden ass is going to be six feet deep. God bless him. But I don't yeah. think the uh, I think the lights about, have been turned out on him about President AOC. Yeah. Or, dude, it could be, a, you know, one thing I've been thinking about a lot lately is I, I started saying, well, um, you know, well into the primaries, maybe even after Trump had actually won the, probably after he won the nomination uh, back in 2016, I guess. 
that I didn't fear Trump, but I feared what Trump could lead to, right? The way he talked was often very authoritarian, authoritarian, right? He didn't govern that way, but he definitely talked that way, right? And he kind of talked admiringly about Kim Jong-un and Putin, right? So my thought at the time was we could end up with a, even an actual authoritarian right-winger that drags us into something like, you know, Nazi Germany, or the pendulum will swing way back the other direction and we'll end up with an authoritarian leftist regime. And well, last bad. week, that certainly seems to be going that direction, right? You know, this made me think of something you, you said earlier when you were talking with that family member and they got the deer in the headlights look because like they're like, oh, wait, they don't say the N-word on Fox and Tucker's not really a white nationalist. This is, this is the deer in the headlights response that I get when I have those conversations. Yeah, well, Trump's an asshole. Right. That's the response that comes out of their mouth. Yeah. What, what did you we not know. like about his policies? Trump's an asshole. I can't vote for him. He's an asshole. Yeah. Anyone but him. Okay, well, wasn't America thriving? He's an asshole. Okay, well, that's your response. to That's, that's where the conversation usually ends. Yep. And then it's over. Did he ever force your company to make you take a shot? No. So I was my, my neighbor, Mickey, who listens probably more often than most people. Uh, he's coming up on like 17 years in the reserves, uh, Air Force. And he's also works for a company that has over 100 employees. So I asked him, you know, if he was going to get vaccinated twice because they're both mandating it. <laughs> What's up, Mickey? Um, yeah, I think I'm more or less done on Directive 51 other than to just say again, y'all go and check this out. Um, I don't know what we can do about it, but it's not good. Um, it's not good to have something on the books that could give a, a legitimate power-hungry maniac the ability to just claim dominion over all three branches of government. Um, it's I'm going to make crop. the governor's fall in line. That's right. a pretty big threat. And yeah, takes away I'm going to make sovereign, I'm going to make American that we have. I'm going to make American employees coerce you into taking shots um, because that's a little easier than just telling them they have to do it myself. Right. Dude, what's more? What's, what's more corrupt than telling companies in this country, make your employees take these shots out of fear for their jobs. So it's I've, just it's just it's appalling, man. I've been, so I've been traveling significant amount lately and dude people can't like staff a sonic oh because i know people don't, people number one people don't want to work because the government keeps giving them free money and number two you're you're cutting what a, what is it 38 percent of americans haven't been vaccinated so you're taking a third of the workforce out of play 47 percent have not been fully vaccinated so you're There's taking some, almost half of the workforce yeah. they, of, of the viable yeah. American working population. You're just cutting them in half. You're just crippling yeah. the economy. What's going to happen? Yeah. Okay, more government dependency. More yeah. government dependency. You're crippling small business, which is what always made the, this is. I mean, it's what always made America great. Anybody can go out and be an entrepreneur and find success. You're not gonna be able to do that if you can't hire employees, right? Let me um, throw something that kind of harkens back a couple episodes out, because <clears throat> um, I think we've 
kind of beating that dead horse. Uh, do you know who Secretary Anthony Blinken is? Yes. Yeah, he's our Secretary of State. So he was being uh, interrogated by the great Rand Paul uh, in the Senate here in the last few days about our Afghanistan withdrawal. Um, there are a lot of people on actually both sides of the aisle calling for this douchebag's head. Um, <laughs> but I think we've mentioned, well, we definitely talked extensively about drone attacks, but I think we specifically mentioned that in the two or three weeks prior to the pullout that we bombed a hospital in Afghanistan, killing a bunch of innocent people and a high school in Syria, killing a bunch of, or Turkey, Syria, I think killing, right. We've mentioned that. That we dr drone strike specifically. I don't want to use the word bomb. We flew a drone over a high school and a hospital don't and killed a bunch of innocent people. We also killed the person responsible for the airport bomb that killed our soldiers. We killed him. Remember, like three days after that, Biden's like, "We got him." I never. No, saw I mean, I guess. Confirmation from I guess if you scatter from, enough, if scatter enough predator drone bombs all over the you know far they east, you'll, shit. They you'll just finally kill somebody. Save face, man. They didn't kill anyone that was of any significance other than innocent people. Check this out. Paul asked this guy, <clears throat> asked Blinken, the guy, the, I love the fact that he talks we like We said uh, it, so it's true. This was his quote. The guy the Biden administration droned, was he an aid worker or an ISIS-K operative? Secretary Blinken's response. I don't know because we're reviewing it now. Senator Paul, you'd think you'd kind of know that before you go on off somebody with a predator drone. <laughs> we would drop. love to ask him, but he's dead, so. Right. <laughs> Great job on your due, due you diligence. Know, uh, you I did jackasses. read that he was loading water bottles into his truck the day that they killed him. Oh, right. That was supposed to be bomb making material, but it was mm -hmm. just water. Right. I, yeah, I water, heard about yeah. that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I love it, dude. I mean, that's. You know what you did that, there? You created my, future right. hate for America. And you I would argue. Created they more did jihadist. It you deliberately. dumb. Yes. That's what you, we, we, we've talked about that before. Like, do you the CIA is in. Freaking kill us no the cia is in the business family. of war the cia and the nsa and all of those deep state intelligence groups they're in the business of warfare so if we don't have an enemy got to make one up just like the fbi is in the business of busting criminals and domestic terrorists and if we don't have any domestic terrorists we'll just create a kidnapping plot mm. y'all remember that remember you'd think you'd kind of know before you off somebody with a predator drone I also saw see. that he's going to be he's trying to indict Fauci for lying about gain and uh, gain of function research too. Uh, you just, you should look into that so if you haven't. You should. Already, oh, dude, yeah. He's lied he lied about it. He said that no, yes. we didn't do that and then like he's talking out of both sides of his mouth and he Have we he not talked about he tried to alter the definition of gain of function research. No, we haven't talked about it. Um but yeah. Oh, he, we should he, do we should do a deep dive into that. Um But we yeah. will. Let's let's table that. Let's talk about this though, and then let's wrap this up. Right. The C the CDC changed the definition of a vaccine. <laughs> <laughs> Just so changed it. Remembered that I had forgotten about it. My God. My Six God. days ago, this I was actually wanted week. to jump into that when you made the point about how the vaccines aren't doing what you know people were led to believe they would do. And I said that to my wife, dude. I was so disappointed because she was like, "And what's your point?" And I was like. <laughs> Yeah, she was like, back, she's like, the flu vaccine never isn't isn't a cure all for the flu. So what, what's the point? And I was like, that's so. I, I said, I expect that from my woke little brother, not from you. That's what I said to her. And then the conversation was over. Man, she's got a, 
know as a healthcare professional herself that the flu vaccine every year is aimed at three or four target variants of influenza of which I believe there are hundreds. And these doctors and scientists literally just guess Ashley's done all this research because she finally gave up on flu vaccines after getting the flu like two or three times with having had the, vi- the, the vaccine. Mm-hmm. It's a traditional sterilizing vaccine, which Fauci himself and Sanjay Gupta in that article we talked about a while back, both admit this was never designed to be. This was never designed to be a sterilizing vaccine, but the flu vaccines are. And the reason that they don't always work is because there are already so many variants of influenza out in, the, in society that it's, they're shooting, they're trying to shoot, not fish in a barrel, they're trying to find a needle in a haystack when they give you a shot that covers three or four variants out of dozens, if not hundreds. They don't know, come the wintertime, what variants are going to be most prevalent in the United States. They try to figure it out. They do the best they can. You might be lucky and you might draw, you know, come across the right variant the year you get the shot, but it doesn't, it's not because that's not the way the vaccine was designed. Those vaccines are designed to keep you from getting, you know, well, at least infected and sick. Yeah. Infected Mm -hmm. with the virus. These vaccines are not, which is why they changed the definition. Like, we say it's it just time, you know dude. what it is dude it's what it's is that is obvious. that peak 1984 is this peak 1984 yes it is it's, it, and i was what i was going to say is all it is that we've seen from healthcare authority fauci people of my doctor we're just going to rewrite the narrative as we go to cover our own ass because it's not what we said it was six months ago a year ago now 100%. we have a new definition of a vaccine um I changed the name of my fantasy football team. But well, hold on, let's let's clarify what that is. Well, I'll just so, tell you this while you're looking that up. So after like the, ten years, my fantasy football team name was always sodomized on Sundays. <laughs> I finally changed it this year to the Wuhan All Stars. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Love it. Um, the original definition of vaccination until just like last week was. The act, this is from, this was what the CDC, this was the CDC definition of vaccination until literally this article I'm reading from was dated September 9th. So sometime last week it was changed from the act of introducing a vaccine into the body to produce immunity to a specific disease. They swapped the word immunity to protection. So now it's the act of introducing vaccine into the body to produce protection to a specific disease. Hmm. So like we've said, you're going to catch it. You're going to spread it but you're going to fight it off better. Mm-hmm. And those of us who already fought off the real one, some, for some reason, still have to take off, take on a vaccine to fight something off that we've already proven we can fight off. And feel, you feel bad for Whatever. two days, if you're lucky. My wife felt bad for two days both times she got the, got the shot. The, I would rather just have the COVID. Oh, wow. Get the, get the immunity instead of every six months. Now I have to feel like shit for two days again. Right two days every six months i didn't even catch this part so that was the term of that was the definition of vaccination apparently they also this is the way this article this horribly slanted bias article the term quote vaccine also got a makeover a makeover oh by the way the headlines for all these are that the cdc changes its definition for vaccine the agency explains the move as skeptics lurk republicans pounce anyway the term vaccine also got a makeover It is now, it was 
It was before a quote, a product that stimulates a person's immune system to produce immunity to a specific disease to now currently it reads a preparation that is used to stimulate the body's immune response against diseases. Hmm. Hmm. Well, we said it, so it's true until we change it again. So you little peons out there, just do as we say. Don't question it. <laughs> See, <laughs> you, you remember that? You remember that Thomas Massey, that Kentucky conservative uh, mm-hmm. to Kentucky Republican who had that awesome little smackdown where that lady asked him if he was vaccinated and he was like, I don't, you know, he said, first of all, it's none of your business, business, but I'm going to go ahead and tell you, no, I haven't. Cause I've had the virus. And by the way, I'm an MIT PhD. Right. So I can read data and the data doesn't indicate that I'm any more protected if I've got the vaccine on top of the virus. So I ain't going to take it. That guy <laughs> says that the CDC has been busy at the ministry of truth. <laughs> the next Thomas next, Massey did. Yeah. The next Thomas paragraph. Massey. Yeah. However, a CDC spokesperson told McClatchy News the, quote, slight changes in wording over time, dot, 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 haven't impacted the overall definition. That sounds like they've changed it pretty dramatically. (laughs) You took the word immunity out. (laughs) Like, what are you talking about, man? It's not even the same thing. Oh, my God, dude. Lord have mercy. All right. I actually have to go and get that uh, antibodies test at 215s i got 30 minutes so we'll have that to talk about next week it'll be interesting to find out if those things shot back up if my kids were you know well they did they had covid if i was exposed to it if my you know like the guy uh for for joe on joe rogan's show if those shot back up we'll see be interesting to know so i'll I'll report back on that um women's soccer team finally got their way they're gonna get a piece of the men's world cup pie was what's going up for to 400 $40 $40 million. There's going up to uh, $60 million. They're going to split it evenly, Chisholm. Did you hear that? I did. Talk, I, we're gonna, I'll, I'm going to research more about that because I don't know all of the, uh, the fine details, but shit, if I was a male soccer player right now, I'd be pretty pissed off. Um, let's wrap it up. That was a good episode. 46, I believe. We'll do it again. Uh, it was. Let me, let me leave everybody with one pretty funny meme I got texted to me while we were talking. The protected need to be protected from the unprotected by forcing the unprotected to use the protection that didn't protect the protected. <laughs> oh my that's god! Just, just like that's a Ken Griffey smooth as silk, just blast into the upper deck. Blam! Mm. Yep. All right. Yeah. Well, for Chisholm Cook, I'm Cable Smith. Thanks for tuning in to Justified Pursuit, and we'll see you guys next week. Go get your shots. Leave a rating. Stop.